This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey everyone, Matt Straub welcoming you to the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. It is Tuesday, October the 6th. We have a little NBA Finals talk to get into. Plus, we're going to be looking ahead a bit toward next season with a very early look at what could be the first round of fantasy drafts for myself and for my co-host, Dr. A, as we welcome in Mr. Steve Alexander. Steve, what's up? Um, Coming in hot, right off the golf course. Driver was working today. The the irons were not bad, but I could not chip or putt and shot a horrendous number that I'm not going to disclose here. Oh boy! So you're you're coming in when you said coming in hot. I knew you'd been golfing. I was excited for a second. I thought we were talking, you know, seventy eight or something. I thought you really lit it up. But what you're saying is you're somewhere in triple digits, and we don't need to talk about it beyond that. I'm coming in hot because I literally went from my car in the driveway straight to this phone call. And and it sounds like you're not willing to disclose. Whether you're on the north side of triple digits or not, yeah, we don't need to talk about. It. I mean, numbers are they're they're, they're sort of uh, not relevant in golf, are they? You're not here to talk about the past. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. all right. Well, let's talk about the past, as in Game Three of the NBA Finals. Quickly, before we get into some fantasy hoops talk, I want to talk real basketball just for one second because one Jimmy Butler really lit it up in Game Three. 40 points, 11 boards, 13 assists, two steals, two blocks, heroically leading the Heat to a win. Sands, Bam Adebayo, and Goran Dragic. Steve, when we last talked, we were worried that this was just going to be a completely anticlimactic sweep given the injuries that have happened to the Heat. But uh, Jimmy has at least promised that it is mildly intriguing at the very worst. Uh, Yeah, and that was a huge win, obviously, for the Heat. I didn't think they could do it, even with Jimmy's heroics and Anthony Davis really not doing much and and not playing very well, turning it over, getting in foul trouble, not really a part of the flow of the game for the most part. The Heat pulled it off, and I think it's just delaying the inevitable. I still don't see any way the Heat can possibly win the series, but maybe this will help the ratings. Maybe this will make people t- tune into Game 4 tonight because I haven't looked at the ratings numbers, but I hear they are down significantly. But a lot of that's probably because the fantasy season got ruined and we're in the middle of football season. we got baseball playoffs going on. I just think that and, – and I think it's a foregone conclusion in most people's mind that the Lakers are going to win. I think all those are, are contributing factors. Yeah, I mean, the competition for airtime in sports is just absurd right now. NBA Finals, baseball playoffs, football season, ramping up, college football. I mean, NHL just ended. It's just, it's pretty outrageous how many options we suddenly have to watch. It is. So, yeah. So, Steve, you and I wanted to get into, we had begun this conversation a little bit last week. We were talking about 
what the first round could look like. I think this was in the context of Jason Tatum and where he might land in drafts. And I we were not speaking vaguely, I wouldn't say, but I think our first round was kind of a little unclear what it might look like. So you and I both sat down. We wrote down some names. By no means is this the definitive list that we will be taking into our fantasy drafts next season. But as of right now in October, <laughs> when the season is going to be over soon which is normally when the season starts i i don't think this is good for our brains is that this is bad right like for us to be our clocks our basketball clocks are just way off here it's so just as an aside it's so weird man like halloween is usually a struggle for me like do i go trick-or-treating with my kids or do i do i watch basketball and and write some blurbs but uh right not this year and also my list uh, i threw together this morning in my bed uh, in about, you know, two minutes. So it's, it, it may, I, I can attest, it may look a lot different. It might've been 45 seconds. I mean, I, cause I told you what I was thinking and then you rifled a list back to me very fast. I think two minutes is generous. Yeah. But yeah. So look, it's just to get the conversation started. So let's start it here. The the number one player overall in nine category leagues, and we're pulling this from basketballmonster.com. This season was James Harden, Steve, who's the number one player on your list heading into next season? Uh, James Harden, the beard. For me, it's James Harden as well. The numbers that I wrote down, he's 31 now. We're scared of beyond the age of 30, but not with everybody. Career high 0.9 blocks this year is a huge plus. If you like consistency, he had exactly 6.6 boards and 7.5 assists each of the last two seasons, threw in 34.3 points per game this past year. He is by no means my favorite player to watch, but... We don't need to overthink it here. Yeah, I mean, you can't overthink it. No. James Harden is a fantasy superstar. I mean, he, he's he's the best there is. He's the best pure scorer that we've seen in a long time. And and yeah, he so, does a lot of other stuff, too. He's he's good. Yeah, as I said, nearly one block per game. Good defensive stats. We're not saying he's necessarily a good defender, but good defensive stats. So he pretty much does everything across the board in fantasy. Number two player in nine category leagues this past season was Anthony Davis. And Steve, that is the number two player on my draft board. Similar thing to Harden. Don't need to overthink it. Do you have AD number two as well? You know, I don't just oh, okay. because Good. of the the locker room visits. And he's always dinged up. He's been listed on the injury report for almost maybe every single game this season. So he just makes me a little bit nervous. And I went with... Damian Lillard, a guy who doesn't really miss games for the most part. I think he did get hurt in the playoffs. He did get hurt in the playoffs. But Lillard has just emerged to me as, as one of those guys. And my son dis- disagrees with me. He's not a not a huge Lillard fan. But I, I just think he's a really safe number two. I remember that we were talking about your son, your son's strange aversion to Damian Lillard. I I don't know what to do with that. But uh, so you have Lillard too. I have Lillard. Well, actually, I'm looking at what I wrote down. I was about to say I have Lillard number three. That's not true. Lillard was number three in nine category leagues this past season. In a a fit of delirium earlier today, I wrote down Carl Anthony Towns at number three. Just 35 games played for him this past year, but... Now playing with his best buddy, D'Angelo Russell. Got to think he comes back motivated. And when he was on the court, we're looking at 26.5 points, 10.8 boards, 4.4 dimes, 0.9 steals, 1.2 blocks, and 3.3 
three-pointers. That's just outrageous for a center, all while shooting 50.8% for the field. He'll play this next season at 25 years old. Assuming the reports are positive on him in terms of health, I mean, I think there's a case for him at number two in drafts, but I think I mean, that's a tough call between him and Lillard. It's pretty interchangeable for me, honestly. Well, I got burned by Cat this past season, and a lot of other people did too. And he was just so weird with the in- injury and not playing and lack of information. I just, I just feel like I have trust issues with Cat. Okay, so who do you have at number three on your board? I've got Anthony Davis at number three. Okay, so you've got AD three. I have him two. I put Carl Anthony Towns three. Number four, the actual number four player on a per-game basis was Kawhi Leonard. This is where I go Damian Lillard. Career-high 30.0 points per game, 8.0 assists, 4.13s, 46.3% from the field. Those were all career highs for Lillard. He's 30 now. Should have a number of really good seasons left. I mean, we're, we're looking at at least a handful here, I think. Again, once someone gets to 30, you don't want to draft average fantasy players once they cross 30 years old as a general rule i think if we're talking about superstar talent you don't worry about 30 as much uh also back to ad for one brief second i think i think he lost uh his chance of winning the finals mvp award with his game three performance interesting especially since jimmy butler is going to win it when the heat come back and win the series uh at number four i have got Nikola Jokic. Oh, okay. Do you want to do you want to make your quick case for that? But I think I'm going to drop him to 5 and take Luka at number 4. Okay. And you don't need to make your case for that one. No. <laughs> know your I think case we've been I think we've been over that. <laughs> so, that puts us to number 5, the actual number 5 on a per game basis, not on overall production, as you and other fantasy managers will attest, was Carl Anthony Towns. Steve, this is where I think I would strongly consider going Steph Curry. Now, I mentioned the over 30 thing. He's 32 and change, just past 32 and a half. The point is, there are exceptions, of course, when it comes to over 30. Curry is one of them. Last time he played without Durant, he averaged 30.1 points, 5.4 rebounds, 6.7 assists, 2.1 steals, 5.1 threes. Even if you you shave a little bit off of those numbers for age, for advancing age, the numbers are still likely to be ridiculous whenever Curry's on the court. What do you think? I like it. I'm going to go with Jokic at, at five, but Curry okay. certainly – I've got Curry at six. So uh, okay. the Jokic thing, like we talked about, if we can get playoff Jokic, uh, playoff Jokic. in game one of the regular season, he will easily be a top five player. Agreed. And I'll talk about that in just one second. If we can get the playoff Jokic thing in writing, that would be great. (laughs) Um, So you've got Jokic five. You said you're going Curry six, right? Yep. The number six player on a per game basis was in fact Kyrie Irving, but he only played 20 games. We're not going near him in the first round. I think I can speak for you there, Steve. Yep. Correct. Now, this is where I think I would go Jason Tatum. He was 13th on a per game basis. Average 23.4 points, 7.0 boards, 3.0 assists, 1.4 steals, 0.9 blocks, 2.9 threes. If we project some improvement on those numbers based on the fact that he's still in his early 20s, he's going to get ridiculous in a hurry. Numbers-wise, I think a lot of Kevin Durant and Tatum, maybe not having that quite that ceiling numbers-wise, but Kevin Durant light is kind of what I think of with Tatum. So 
Number six for me, Tatum. What do you got? Uh, I have Tatum at seven. Okay, so we're just this is nice. It's my my pick just precedes yours by one, so yes. that that takes us to seven. But at six, yes. I've got this is weird, and I don't know if I I don't know how I feel about this, but I've got LeBron at six. Oh, I thought you had Curry at six. Am I making things? Am I hallucinating here? Oh wait, maybe I've got LeBron at seven. All right, I've got well, LeBron. I've got of... LeBron after Curry. My bad. It's fluid. Okay, so you have LeBron six. Yes. Is that what you said? Okay. Well, I have I have LeBron after Curry. Whatever number I had Curry at, I've, I've lost track. All right. Well, <laughs> we'll, we'll say we'll say Curry six ish for you, LeBron seven ish. Yeah. Uh, for me, my number seven is well based on numbers only an eight game sample. It was Yusuf Nurkic. That doesn't really count. But this is where I'm going to go, Nikola Jokic. And you mentioned playoff Jokic and the hope that that playoff momentum carries over and he actually starts the season fast for once. Just to refresh everyone's memory, his playoff numbers, 24.4 points, 9.8 rebounds, 5.7 assists, 1.1 steals, 0.8 blocks, 2.23s. Either way, even if you get slow start Jokic, you're still getting a first round fantasy talent and you really can't go wrong with him anywhere starting around five, like you said. Yes, I agree. And then... We're on number eight now, right? We are on number eight, and I, I'm curious. What do you got? I've got Tatum at eight. Oh, okay. And I don't, I, I don't know if in real life, if I was drafting right now, if I would actually take LeBron over Tatum. That's, that's something I'm gonna have to work out with myself uh, over the off season. You're gonna have to maybe go on like a, a vision quest, a walkabout, or something like that to sort that out. <laughs> I might have to walk the earth and <laughs> grow a beard and just figure, figure things out. My number eight, well, I'll say this. Number eight on a per-game basis in 41 games was John Collins. And number eight on my list is John Collins, Steve. You can argue that he should move up, I think, or down a few spots. But the reality is Collins just had a half season where he averaged 21.6 points, 10.1 rebounds, 0.8 steals, 1.6 blocks, 1.4 threes. His shooting numbers were quietly just absurd. 58.3% from the field, 40.1 on threes, 80 from the free throw line. Trying to prove to the Hawks that he is worth a max extension. He's 23 years old. I think the upside for Collins is quietly very silly. Yeah, I don't have Collins quite that high, but I agree. I mean, I love John Collins. I just feel like he's going to be there. He's going to be there later. He might be, but I think late in the first round, he's going to have to go, I think. Yeah, I agree with that. I don't know. Maybe I'm just, maybe it's the fact that I own his jersey. Maybe it's blinded me. Uh, So who did you have eight? Did we get your number eight yet? I had Tatum at eight. Tatum, Tatum eight. So number nine, Steve, was Hassan Whiteside. Uh, Who is your number nine on your board? I have Trey Young, a guy you may have heard of. A guy I may have heard of and a guy I may have at number nine as well. Hmm. How about that? Do you want to talk about Trey Young at all? He's a much better player than I thought he was going to be. He's really, really good, and he's only going to get better, and he wants to win. He wants to make his teammates better, but he also piles up pretty nice fantasy numbers in the process. And those numbers this past season were 29.6 points, 9.3 dimes, 1.1 steals, 3.43 pointers as a 21-year-old. The only thing that really put a dent in his fantasy value is the turnovers, which were at 4.8, but that's a pretty easy category to punt if you're playing in nine category leagues that's really the only category i want to punt on purpose 
he could easily lead the league in scoring and put up double digit assists this coming season, Steve. I don't think that's a ridiculous possibility. Yeah, not at all. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he does it. Can he outdo Luca in points and assists? I don't know. I don't think so, but I wouldn't put it past him. Now, I have Luca 10th. I would have him higher, I think, if not for the fact that he's potentially an anchor in two of what I call the sub-zero categories, those being field goal percentage, free throw percentage, and turnovers, the, the categories where a player can actually put you into negatives. So Luca's free throws still concern me just a tiny bit. He shot 65.6 from the line during the playoffs and 75.8 last year. The turnovers are high. I can live with that. It's really just the free throws that ding his value for me slightly, and it's not a big deal, and I don't think we need to overthink it. I still think he's a better free throw shooter than his numbers show. I think I think <laughs> they keep showing it, though. The numbers keep showing it. Our jersey bet for next season is 80%. Oh wow! Yeah, let me let me get that in writing too, along yep. with the playoff Jokic thing. It's, you need it's... two things in writing from this episode. <laughs> Who do you have tenth? Uh, tenth, I have Cat. Okay, Carl Anthony Towns. Even though I don't know if I can do it, you don't know if you can do it. You're that. Yeah, see, I didn't get him in, in any of my leagues this past season, so that's why I have him so high on my draft mm-hmm. board. Mm-hmm. And I also haven't heard the latest reports on his health, but for now, that's where I am. Uh, number eleven, Steve, was Bradley Beal on a per-game basis on basketballmonster.com. I will pause on Beal for a moment, and I will throw the name Kevin Durant into the ring. Uh, This one obviously hinges on his health, but we're now almost 16 months removed from that Achilles tear. He's 32 years old. His last full season, his numbers looked like this with the Warriors. 26 points, 6.4 rebounds, 5.9 dimes, 0.7 steals, 1.1 blocks, 1.8 threes. I think Durant likely has another really really good season left in him if not a couple if not a few yeah that makes sense i like that um i had scratched down jimmy butler probably in my early morning fog hangover from his ridiculous game three uh jimmy butler was actually 12th overall on a per game basis and i'll I'll, well we can talk about him right now i mean i obviously love we have really grown to appreciate jimmy butler a lot more than maybe I even did. You worry a little bit about injuries with him, but he was pretty durable this past year. I think the big thing for me with Butler is his stat line is really good, but he doesn't score as much as the other guys we've been talking about, just at 20.0 points per game. He doesn't hit threes like the other guys we've been talking about, just half a three per game this year. So the rest of his stat line really stands out, but if I'm looking for tiebreakers, that's what bumps Butler slightly down for me. See, I'm not a big Jimmy guy myself, but also it it bothers me his lack of scoring in the playoffs uh, outside of two big games has been pretty non-impressive. So I don't know. I I don't know that I could really pull the trigger on Jimmy at 11, but that's where I scratched him down, and I'm sure it was the after effects of the monster game that we witnessed on Monday night. (laughs) I think we're also seeing it starts to get, this is where it starts to get a little tricky potentially, though there's also some huge names we haven't even hit yet. I have Bradley Beal 12th, Steve, 30.5 points, 4.2 boards, 6.1 assists, 1.2 steals, 3.03 pointers this past season. He's still just 27 years old. The big question for Beal, I think, is the potential return of John Wall, who, by the way, is now 30 and last made it through a full season in 2016-17. So at this point, I'm going to believe Wall's durability when I see it. 
I'm not going to let that affect how I draft Beal. I think Beal is safely and comfortably in and around the top 12, and I wouldn't hesitate to take him there. I would be higher on Beal if he would have impressed me a little bit more on this last season without without Wall. So it can only, I think it can only get worse if Wall is somehow healthy, but I mean, not bad enough that I wouldn't take Beal you know, in the top 15. Yeah, I guess 30.6 points per game isn't enough for you, huh? And I'll, I'll, we'll, look, we'll see, see if Bradley can, can step <laughs> it up a notch. <laughs> uh, I have Johnny Collins at 12. Oh, okay. Okay. And now the, the big name that we haven't, you mentioned LeBron, we haven't talked about Giannis yet. I thought for a second Giannis was originally in your top 12. Is he not? Did I hallucinate there as well? Um, I had Giannis. Yeah, he was originally exactly 12th. He's not in mind for this simple reason. And Ryan and I were talking about this the other day. Giannis was 21st overall in nine category leagues, pretty much all because of the free throws. I mean, he shot 63% on 10 attempts per game. You're punting free throws if you draft Giannis. I don't like punting free throws if I can avoid it. So I'm not going to draft him in the top 12. I think... There are fantasy managers who can smartly build a team to punt and you can work it out. I just think your margin for error is not great and it's not a strategy I like to do. So for that reason, I will not be taking Giannis. But obviously, in terms of the rest of his numbers, he absolutely belongs in the conversation. And if somehow he gets his free throws back into the 70s, it's a totally different story. But as of now, he's not in my top 12. Yeah, I've got, I'll just jump ahead here. I've got KD at 13. I've got Giannis at 14. So, okay. Um, Got yeah, it. the free throws with it feels like Giannis should be top three automatic, but the free throws just kill him. Yeah, and Basketball Monster does have a punting tool, and if you punt free throw percentage, it bumps Giannis to number one. So, I mean, there's something to be said for that if you think you can build your team properly, but I just don't trust myself <laughs> entirely to, to be disciplined enough to really make it happen. Yeah, and I, I don't. I don't foresee his free throws getting any better. I also think the fact that they've had the Bucks have had such disappointing playoff runs with Giannis. I wonder what what that does to his mentality. Uh, I also it seems like he has weird knee issues occasionally that makes me a little bit nervous. And I could see in the age of load management, Giannis becoming a guy that you know, sits sits out one game every two weeks or something. I don't know. Yeah, and he's already on, you know, a minutes management program. I think anyone who drafts Giannis in fantasy or starts him in DFS from time to time sometimes wonders why he's not playing more minutes. He only averaged 30 minutes per game this year. Mike Budenholzer has been really careful with his minutes, and, you know, it seems like maybe that is to preserve the knees. So you could see that taking the next step, Steve. I agree. That That's another thing to have on your radar if you're trying to think about it. But look, I hope someone's taking Giannis in the top 10 or so because once I get there in the heat of the moment in a draft, I don't know if I really would be disciplined enough to pass on him if I'm sitting there at 11 and it's like Giannis is there, you know? <laughs> yeah, and again, if you're playing in a, in a points league instead of a head-to-head cats league, then Giannis is in talk for number one easily yeah absolutely uh steve anything else for you before we hit the road here um i don't think so i think i'm good i'm ready for um ready for game four tonight yes sir hopefully after the braves 
whoop up on the Marlins at 2.08 p.m. 2.08. America can't wait for that one. Thanks to... What am I saying? Oh, yeah. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen. Take a second to rate and review us as well. We'll be back on Friday to look at what happened in Game 4 of the NBA Finals and to look at some of the latest news from around the NBA. Thanks to all of you for listening. Steve, thanks for taking the time. We will talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.